Blog Talk Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Tuesday night, and you know exactly what that means. It's time for the real conversation with Shayna Thornton. Let's talk America with hosts. Shayna Thornton is your radio talk show spotlighting the critical issues of today. She is certain to feature expert guests and celebrities each and every Tuesday night. She is a celebrated newspaper columnist, popular blogger, and award-winning radio talk show personality who has a passion for groundbreaking discussions. Here she is. Let's welcome the one and only, the engaging host for the national show. Please give it up for Shana Thornton. Happy Tuesday, everyone, and welcome to your national award-winning family radio talk show, Let's Talk America, with your host, Shana Thornton, where you always find talk radio with substance. We are so excited that you've opted to join the show tonight. Welcome to Let's Talk America. If it's your very first time, you are in for a very special treat. If you are a returning listener, we are very thankful for your loyalty. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And you are encouraged to stay with us in the very near future. But first, we are so excited because tonight's featured segment is one that is quite phenomenal. We have top celebrity chefs Lorena Garcia is with us and also Trey Wilcox. And I am so excited because you truly will just be impressed with both of them, but I want them to speak for themselves, and they will be joining us in just a few minutes. You know, right now is the time to hashtag on social media LTA. Please hashtag LTA. Of course, those acronyms are Let's Talk America, all capital LTA. Let family, friends, and colleagues know that you are tuned in to the show. Now, if you're listening to us live, of course, that message is for you. But also, if you're going back right now listening to my voice on the Replay podcast, still go ahead and hashtag LTA and let others know. You know, this is your show. We offer real talk for real people. This universal family show is for everyone, every single member of the national community and also of your family unit. Well, we're going to kick the show off in style. We are set to go. Please lend me your ears for just a few seconds for some very important messaging. Stay with us. Zen Body Wraps and Medical Spa is your exotic vacation right here at home. Here at Zen, you would be catered to hand and foot while you relax and get away from the stress of your life. Let us care for you. You deserve it. We offer you every way imaginable to relax and get away from the hectic day today. Whether it's a deep tissue massage, a body wrap, time in the sauna, or just quiet time in our Zen reading room, you will have the experience of an exotic vacation. At Zen Body Wrap, you will enjoy spa treatments to release all your stress with a Swedish or deep tissue massage. Detox services, which focus on releasing unwanted toxins from the body. Facial treatments that exfoliate your skin and leave it feeling smooth. Zen Body Wraps in the Medical Spa offers a variety of services that will help you relieve your stress, enhance your relaxation, and improve your overall health. Stop by and enjoy a massage today. To book an appointment, please contact Zen Body Wraps in the Medical Spa at 770-731-2244. Please also visit our website at www.zenbodywraps.com. It was Out of Love, a true love story of deception, grace, and forgiveness by sensational author James Marr. It's a powerful book that will truly inspire you. In this bizarre but true love story, a husband unravels the mystery surrounding his wife's 30-year deception and discovers the true meaning of God's grace and forgiveness. All readers will gain from this phenomenal life story. Get a copy of the book for yourself or for a loved one. Download the free ebook at www.itwasoutoflove.com. Again, get your free ebook version of this phenomenal book by visiting www.itwasoutoflove.com. It was out of love, a true love story of deception, grace, and forgiveness by Arthur James Marr. I'm not a survivor just because I lived through the attempted murder on my life. I'm a survivor because in spite of the attempted murder, I never gave up. This is Sherry Graves, author, inspirational speaker, and CEO of Beyond Your Scars. 
I'm very excited to partner with Shayna Thornton, host of Let's Talk America. For 25 years, I've lived with second and third degree birth scars covering 30% of my body and a house fire that was set to kill me. Now, that flame continues to burn as my living testimony. I invite you, I challenge you to join my Embrace Your Scars and Redefine Your Beauty Experience campaign. I really need your help to spread the word that there is beauty in the deepest places of our scars. My mission is to set a new trend that will spread throughout the world. Connect with me on my website, www.sherrygrave.com, where you can also purchase my tell-all book, A Fire Within, Someone Set a Fire and Left Me For Dead, inspired by my true life story. And stay tuned for the debut of my Beyond Your Scars YouTube channel and blog. As a licensed clinical social worker, I offer personal development keys at my seminars, keys that help transform how I feel about myself. Now, I'm sharing these same keys to empower you to feel better about yourself. As a survivor of sexual assault, domestic violence, and attempted murder, I represent women and men all around the world. If you are looking for a speaker, someone who not only worked in my professional career with survivors of abuse, but because of my own personal experiences with these same victimizations, my passion is to share love, hugs, and education in support of your organization. Email me at s and the number one grave at msn.com to join my campaign and simply say, Shelly, I want to be a part of keeping the flame burning. Thank you, God, for healing my deepest wounds, transforming them and redefining what true inner beauty is to me. Now, I feel you to embrace your scars. I'm Sherry Grace. Love you. As always, stay blessed. Thank you. Well, I can't emphasize enough how grateful and thankful we are for all of our national sponsors and partners of Let's Talk America with your host, Shana Thornton. We are very, very appreciative of all of your efforts. And also, we are very appreciative for all of our weekly listeners. Thank you for sticking with us each and every Tuesday night at 7.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We certainly value your time. Thank you. And also, we've gotten all of the feedback. Thanks for everything you have to say uh, for the uh, previous show topics and also the future show topics. And just a reminder, you can check out what those show topics and celebrity guests and experts will be by simply visiting www.letstalkamericawithshanathornton.com. Again, that's www.letstalkamericawithshanathornton.com. There you'll find everything you need to know, your one-stop shop. Remember, hashtag LTA right now. Let everyone know you're tuned in to Let's Talk America. Are you out there on social media often? I'm sure you are. Connect with us. You can simply put the show's name, Let's Talk America, with host Shana Thornton in any of your favorite search engines and you're bound to find us. But if you happen to be on Instagram, do search for us by looking for Let's Talk America radio show. That's Let's Talk America radio show, okay? Connect with us and we do follow back. Always know that. That's true for Facebook, Twitter, and Pinterest also. And Google Plus. I don't want to forget Google Plus along with Instagram. Well, everyone, if you've been tuned in to the show for the last few weeks, you know we kicked off a great new addition segment to the show called In the News, where we provide the top trending topics for you within three to four minutes. And we will start right now for the week of July the 20th. In the News, fundraising in the millions. Democratic presidential candidate Hillary Clinton has raised more than $47.5 million in donations since kicking off her national campaign in April of this year. She has spent nearly 40% of the money to build her staff and infrastructure in early primary states. The vast majority of Clinton's funds, $46 million, is reserved for the primary election. This figure marks a record amount of primary dollars for a candidate at this point in the election cycle. In a news release, the Clinton camp announced the size of her contribution base. 250,000 donors had given to the campaign. It is being reported that 6 in 10 of her donors are women. In the news, a time of change. The Cuban flag was raised over Havana's embassy in Washington, D.C. on this past Monday for the very first time in over five years as the United States and Cuba formally restore relations. 
This opens a new chapter of engagement between the former Cold War foes. U.S. President Barack Obama has modestly eased some business and travel restrictions, but the broader 53-year-old embargo remains in place. Only the U.S. Congress can lift it. In the news, family questions death. The family of Sandra Bland has ordered an independent autopsy to be conducted. Bland died in police custody last Monday in Texas. Police say that Bland, 28 years old, committed suicide while in her jail cell. Her relatives say she was just days away from starting a new job and would have never taken her own life. Waller County District Attorney Elton Mathis said an autopsy found Bland died because she used a plastic bag to hang herself from a partition in her cell. He added that although jail video didn't show what went on in Bland's cell, it did show no one went in or out of it from the time she was placed in the unit. A prosecutor has stated that he will present the findings of a Texas Rangers investigation to a grand jury in Texas. The FBI is also investigating the circumstances surrounding Bland's death. Bland was African American. The nation mourns the Tennessee tragedy. A gunman by the name of Mohammed Abduzu fatally shot five people Thursday in Chattanooga, Tennessee. He first shot up a military recruiting center at a Chattanooga strip mall, then drove to a local Navy operations support center and launched another attack, killing four Marines and a sailor. The perpetrator died in a gunfight with law enforcement. The 24-year-old had recently traveled to Jordan. The shooter's family is on record as stating that he suffered from depression and was not the son they knew or loved. The deceased victims of his attacks are the following. Marines Gunnery Sergeant Thomas Sullivan, Lance Corporal Squire K. Wells, Marine Staff Sergeant David Wyatt, Marine Sergeant Carson Homkus, and Navy Petty Officer Randall Smith. The investigation is being handled as a terrorist incident. Well, that concludes your In the News for the week of July 20th, 2015. Do stay informed with Let's Talk America with your host, Shana Thornton, where you'll always find talk radio with substance. Well, I'm so excited to bring in our featured guest for tonight. But first, I would like to share our words of inspiration with you. You know, someone very wise once said, let go of the past and embrace all that awaits you. Again, someone very wise once said, let go of the past and embrace all that awaits you. You know, this statement speaks for itself, but we all have a past and it's behind us for a reason. And you know, from time to time, you just have to come to the conclusion that what is or what was simply is that. But what we can control are our thoughts and our attitude about the present and the future. May we all learn from our lessons of the past, but may it not define us and drag us down and prevent us from reaching our great destiny today or tomorrow. So push forward, look forward, look ahead, and don't look behind you, okay? So keep living strong. Well, everyone, I am so excited to bring in the featured guest for tonight. Let's bring Top Chef Lorena Garcia in right now, everyone. Hashtag LTA. Listeners of Let's Talk America with your host, Shana Thornton. It is Tuesday night, and we are putting the spotlight on food. It is summertime, and so, of course, we want to make sure we have all the very attractive cuisine dishes available when we have those guests over for the gatherings, family reunions, or cookouts. And right now on the line, I have the very famed and celebrated and beloved chef. I have Lorena Garcia on with us. Lorena, how are you doing tonight? Hey, I'm doing great. Thank you so much for having me on your show. Oh, it is a pleasure and an honor, of course. You're well known to many of us uh, that love uh, television, of course. Now, tell us this, Lorena. What uh, is that staple of food uh, that we should be making sure we include in all of our gatherings for the next few months? Listen, I think that it's cornmeal. It's coming strong for the summer. And one of the things that I say is 1.5 billion pounds of cornmeal are being consumed universally. It's not only versatile, uh, but imagine from Zimbabwe to, oh my gosh, to Japan, everybody consumes cornmeal. So I think that there is an ingredient that is coming into the summer, uh, besides that this one that we're presenting today, which is in a pan uh, or pan, uh, is completely gluten-free. So I'm excited to present this wonderful and versatile ingredient that I use, and let me tell you, in almost all my recipes. 
Wow. So now tell me this. I, obviously, um, I know you have restaurants in Miami and the airport of Atlanta. Uh, you have plans to expand throughout the U.S. and the world, of course. So when we talk about cuisine, of course, the international uh, flair is there. What international summer recipes do you have for us tonight? Absolutely. Well, what, what I wanted to bring for you tonight is one of the recipes that is closest to my heart because I'm from Venezuela, and we grow up with arepa. So arepa is this, uh, you know, almost like a patty uh, made out of a uh, pan uh, with, you know, it's a pre-cooked cornmeal. It's completely gluten-free. And what I love is, you know, it's low in calorie, and it's so versatile because it's almost like a biscuit for the United States, right? So yes. if we consume biscuits here in America, we do arepas all over Latin America, Colombia, and Venezuela. I mean, my mother will make arepas for us when we were little for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. It's almost something that you just, you just have, it's portable. And, uh, you know, I wanted to bring you this recipe, which is very simple. It's equal parts of water, a little bit of salt, okay. and a pan. And, and I think that the trick about making the arepas is that you have to start with the water. And, you know, in every dough, you start with the water, with the liquid first, and then you add your dry ingredients. You mix it well. You can cook it on a grill, a high-temperature grill. You know, double sided for two, two and a half minutes, and then you can fill it with anything you want. And that's the versatility of fan that you know, you can make so many recipes, and again, it's gluten free. Wow. Again, Let's Talk America, your award-winning family radio talk show, Let's Talk America, with your host, Shana Thornton. We're putting the spotlight on cuisine, and we have with us the one and only, the very popular television chef, of course, Lorena Garcia. You know, Lorena, I know you mentioned that cornmeal, which, of course, is a food staple you love cooking with and using in a lot of your cuisine meals. You said it's gluten-free, which is all the craze right now. Is this gluten-free a trend that's going on as popular in other nations as it is right here in the U.S.? I think so. You know, I think that, of course, in Latin America, it's, it's, it's widely, widely common. And I think that not only for dietary reasons, but I think that when you remove the gluten out of your diet, uh, for some people, again, it's, you know, it's necessary uh, for your body. But I think that makes you feel lighter. I think that, you know, gluten can react in different ways to the body. So I think that you, you can go for it. Why not? Wow, awesome. You know, I know, of course, you've written a cookbook. Um, you are sought after by many individuals uh, when it comes to uh, talking about food. So we talked about the gluten-free craze. You know the O word, organic food, is very big right now in the U.S. Let me ask you this. As a chef, is the organic trend and that whole concept going on, is it as beneficial as many say? Do you often cook with organic food or no? Listen, I think that, you know, the, the quality of your food is the quality of your ingredients. For example, when, you know, the reason why I use pan is not only the ingredient that has always been in my defense, in my pantry, since I was little, but I like to, to have high quality of ingredients that give me the results that I'm looking for, and that, for that reason, then your food will be amazing. And I think, you know, the, 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 the affordability of having, uh, I would say, ingredients that are, you know, from the market or they are organic. In our countries, you know, when you get out of the United States, usually that's how you eat. Uh, it's, you know, when you go to a supermarket, the ingredients are full of dirt and you have to come back home and you just clean your ingredients because they just come straight from the, uh, you know, from, from the growers to the market. Yes. So, uh, you know, when, it, when we switch to the United States, definitely, you know, it can be a little bit more of an expensive item. But I think that, you know, based on the quality of your ingredients, that's how your food is going to come out. And wow. if you can actually afford it, then why not go for it? Wow. Okay. You know, Lorena, I want to transition uh, topics right now. Um, as you know, of course, uh, here in the U.S., uh, one of the medical issues we battle is obesity. And, of course, you being a very celebrated chef known for her delicious cuisine, but also, of course, I know uh, you uphold healthy standards. I know you believe in participating with nonprofit programs, talking about healthy eating with children all over the world. You know, tell me, obviously, when we try to fight the weight, when we try to push it off, a lot of diet trends or diet fads come into play. What's your advice as a professional chef for those saying, I, I want to control the portions of food, but I still want to enjoy my food? What can they do? Absolutely. Listen, I mean, that is a topic that is very close to my heart. You know that I have my program, Be Chef to the Chef. We adopted 600 kids here in Miami, one of the poor schools in Miami. And for me, it's just going back to basics. I think that, you know, when we have the control of the ingredients and the food that we're, you know, giving to our family, I think that that's where the key lies on. Okay. Uh, and again, you know, for example, instead of going out there and, and, and buying a burger that, you know, all these fast food chains that you don't, you don't know and you don't have an idea of what, what the ingredients are in of the uh, fat intake, 
you know, we will come home. Actually, I have a recipe that I absolutely love that I actually did my version of a burger. And what I do, and instead of the bone, I use it in a pan and make the patty with, a, with it is the arepa. And then I fill it, they say, with a chicken patty or a turkey patty. Mm. And I make my own uh, burgers. And again, you have it in control of what you're feeding your children. Again, going back to races, what you're saying, the culture of the portion control, it is extremely important. And I think that it's about sharing the love, about sharing your culture, and just, you know, be, be measured. I always say that it's not the pizza that it makes you gain weight. It's, it's the entire pizza, but if you have a slice, I think that can, you know, that you can have your cake and eat it. It's all about portion control. It's about the ingredients that we use and always going back to basics. Wow, powerful information. Words of wisdom, of course, from a food expert, a chef herself control those portions when we're trying to, of course, keep weight under control that leads to other issues such as diabetes that we know. Hey, before you get out of here, Lorena, you have been such a pleasure to talk with. Where can we go for more information on all of your great cuisines? Absolutely. You're going to be able to find from corn crepes to creme de nilo to tortas di brotolona, which is from Italy. You have such a variety of recipes, and you can find it at 10 recipes.tumblr.com. Wonderful. Thank you so much for all of the great information and keep sharing great and healthy and tasteful cuisines around the world. Keep cooking, Shana. Keep cooking. <laughs> <laughs> Very appreciative of the time, of course, of a great international top chef, uh, Lorena Garcia. What a jewel. Well, right now we're going to go straight into our conversation, exclusive conversation with top chef extraordinaire Trey Wilcox. He is out of Texas. But first. Hi, this is Shirley, and we just love listening to Let's Talk America with host Shayna Thorpe. Hi, my name is Kavarga, and I listen to Let's Talk America. Hi, my name is Nicole Dodd, and I'm tuning in every Tuesday at 7.30 to Let's Talk America with host Shayna Thorpe. This is Audrey, and I'm listening to Let's Talk America with Shayna Thorpe. This is such an awesome show. If you're not connected, you really need to be. Listeners of Let's Talk America with your host, Shana Thornton. It is Tuesday night, and of course, we are continuing the conversation, putting the spotlight on top chefs in the U.S. and worldwide, and talking about cuisine, organic food, healthy eating, all of that and more. And right now, I have the celebrated, the very well-known chef with us, top chef, rather, Trey Wilcox. How are you doing this Tuesday night? Hey, Shana, I'm doing awesome. Everything's going well. How are you feeling tonight? I am great. I'll tell you that, and I'm excited because I am talking to a top chef, and I love food like uh, most people that I encounter. Uh, they love food, but, of course, uh, you have mastered the art of culinary, uh, if you will, uh, being a celebrated chef. Uh, many know you from being featured on television all over. You know, tell us this first, Trey. It is the summertime. The heat is, is up around this country from New York City to Atlanta, where we are, uh, to Dallas, to L.A. You know, are there some easy summer recipes that you advise uh, individuals uh, perhaps to try out if they're trying to make a hit with these summer gatherings? I, I do. I think that, you know, all the summer fruits and vegetables are really awesome right now. Um, I'm from Texas, and I'm based in Dallas, and I got to tell you, the tomatoes, the watermelons, things that are just easily just sliced and heated is really what's really popular for the summer time. Mm. Um, if you want to move into things that are a little bit more complex, then my biggest tip for people is to plan the meal. What I mean by that, it's just marination is everything. You know, I'm a big healthy eater. Chicken breast, I can probably do five different ways, but I still eat chicken breast probably four to five days a week. Okay. And that's my biggest tip is marination. Wow, and that, that it does make food, um, of course, a little tastier for my opinion. But tell me this, uh, so many people, Trey, as you know, they have uh, other things going on, right? Uh, they're not a skilled uh, culinary art uh, master as you, um, but they say, you know, I want to have that great meal that's tasty, but I don't have the time. I have to go to work, and then I'm coordinating with my partner and spouse and getting the kids, picking them up from summer camp, and they want a good meal, that full, healthy meal that you talk about on the various shows on television, but they don't think they have the time. Any advice for those individuals listening in right now? Totally. I think that even with myself, I can relate. I'm a single dad. My daughter's 14. I mean, literally right now, we just came back from the grocery store. Okay. But the first thing that I did was just taking those proteins, like my chicken breast, uh, a couple of different, different cuts of steak, 
and put them into a marinade and just fill them back up. One of the things that busy parents, but like you said, people that are just have that busy lifestyle, their parents or spouses, they feel like they don't have time, is you actually cut the time down if you plan it a little bit more. A okay. so perfect example of chicken breast. I want to cook chicken breast. I went and bought it. I blend up in a blender cilantro, okay. olive oil, garlic, and jalapenos. Okay. Okay. Wow. That took me 30 seconds. From there, I can put that marinade in the bag, drop my chicken breast in it, dip it in a Ziploc bag, push okay. all the air out. And now, when Thursday comes along and I'm, I'm too busy to say, for instance, like you say, cook, I'm a busy cook, but I yeah. just want some chicken breast. How many people can't just season a piece of chicken breast and throw it in the oven? Okay. Wow. Okay, but I've cut my time down because not only is my chicken breast going to taste more delicious because it's got this awesome marinade that's got cilantro and jalapenos and garlic. It's green. It looks vibrant. You want to eat it when you look at it, you know? If you're cooking for a spouse and a partner, they're going to think you're like a culinary master, and all you're doing is really cutting your time down, you're planning a little bit ahead, and you're putting out awesome, delicious food that's healthy as well. Mm, we are talking about our culinary uh, skills, of course, with the one and only top chef, Trey Wilcox, is on your national award-winning family radio talk show, Let's Talk America, with your host, Shana Thornton. And you just provided, Trey, some practical advice by saying, plan ahead, right? So you're saying on Sunday, after a church, if many people obviously go to church or they're relaxing, you're saying instead of maybe flipping on the television, take a good advantage of that time and go in the kitchen mm -hmm. and start planning mm -hmm. for that week's meals, right? You are exactly right, Shannon. I mean, I can't tell you how much I do it on Sundays. Okay. I mean, school's out, for, uh, school's out for me right now. My yeah. daughter is uh, going to be a freshman next year. Okay. And the thing about it is, is yeah, that is our game plan. On Saturdays or Sundays, that's all we do. We eat right. all our proteins. You okay. know, I buy things, you know, uh, awful, you know, how do you say those, uh, those places like Costco's and yes. Sam's where you can buy large amounts. Okay. I mean, my daughter's 14 and she eats like a bob there. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know, they all kind of do at that age, you know. Yes, they, they do. Support. And she eats home-cooked meals. Wow. So on Sundays, yeah, we'll thaw out products, put them in the various marinades, pork, my pork chops, my chicken. I still eat a bone-in skin on chicken breast as wow. I want, you know. But it's going to taste so much delicious because right now we're doing this stuff together. Beautiful. She strips some rosemary. She trims me, you know, she chops up a little garlic for me. I take some olive oil, add some black pepper, dump it in a Ziploc bag with some fresh, thin cut pork chops. And you know what? It's, on Monday, that stuff is still just, just as good. Mm. On Thursday, it's still just as good. Once you put a protein in a marinade and press out all the air in that bag and seal it, it's not going to go bad for you for about six to seven days. Oh, wow. Okay? If you're not taking it in and out of the refrigerator, it could even last longer, you know? Oh. Marination imparts flavor, and it gives your ingredients a longer shelf life. Mm. And i got to say, you just took the words right out of my mouth. You okay. get home from church, don't have some ingredients, put them in Ziploc bags, have a mindset of, you know what, on, Tuesday, on Monday we're going to have this, Tuesday we're going to have this, and on Wednesday maybe you treat leftovers. Okay, nice. You know, or you buy a piece of fresh fish. Now, I do say my fish and my shrimp. I don't marinate as long. Okay. I do try to keep them relatively only on a two-day shelf life. Okay. You know, I, I want to talk about something. You talked about uh, cooking uh, whole cooked meals, rather, having great meals instead of uh, so much of the fast food, getting the kids involved with it and planning. We have to go to uh, the discussion of calories because we know right now uh, America has um, really been under scrutiny lately, especially when it comes to obesity and young people or adolescents and also uh, young adults. You know, food is good in this country, and uh, a lot of people have an abundance of of it. And, of course, uh, the shows with all the chefs uh, featuring individuals that are very talented and gifted, such as yourself, Trey, uh, we love those shows and because we love to eat. And we love to eat uh, the chicken breast that you talked about, which can be fairly healthy. But then we love our desserts all throughout this nation. Any advice as a top chef? Uh, obviously, you know how to create masterpieces, beautiful arts of food. But, you know, how do we keep the calorie count under control? Because we want to be mindful, of course, of obesity and all the things that it can lead to, uh, heart disease, diabetes. Uh, we know it plays, uh, of course, uh, an impact when it comes to hypertension. What's your advice? You know, I agree with your, your, your comments about the obesity level. A lot of it is based on overeating. Okay. And one of my biggest things when it comes down to, first I'll talk about savory food before the dessert. It's with savory food, I gorge myself on fruits and vegetables. Okay. Okay. I gorge on that stuff. I have five to six ounces, sometimes eight if I'm hungry for a steak. 
on that protein. But I absolutely always love my plates full of vegetables and fruits first mm. and then add in protein. Okay. When it comes down to your pastries and things of that nature, I'm not a huge sweet guy. A lot of people may think that's crazy, but I don't eat a lot of sweets at all. I usually skip dessert. Um, I will probably have another glass of wine. Okay. <laughs> Because right now, Trey, as you know, everyone's throwing around the O word. And if you don't know, it's organic. Everyone's talking about organic this, organic that. And for a lot of Americans who are middle class or in other uh, financial tax brackets, the organic food can be uh, very high, financially speaking, when they go into the grocery stores. So it may be a little easier to say, I'm going to choose non-organic or even go all together to canned foods. Tell me this as a top chef, you know, organic food. Is it worth the money? Uh, What's your advice? You know, I think that one of the things is going to be preference on that. Um, I can't tell an overprotective mother anything that she doesn't want to hear when it comes down to what she wants to do with her children. Can you agree? Yeah. So that's preferably my first way of going. It's definitely going to be preference. If it's going to be cost-related and it's going to be based on whether or not you buy a can or fresh, you definitely should buy fresh. Okay. But I feel like about whether or not it's organic or if it's non-organic, that's preference. But for me, what I found side by side, it's very difficult to tell the difference. Oh, okay. Yeah. Interesting. Very difficult to tell the difference. If anything that you're going to notice in organic vegetables, in my mind or in my palate, what I've noticed, it's probably that the flavor of the carrot is a little bit more intensified than if a carrot was grown naturally. Okay. And I think that's because you're removing so many of the impurities and so many of the, the chemicals that you're using to make these things grow faster. Because that's the thing about America. We want everything fast. We want everything bigger. Okay. We want more than enough. We want abundance. Yes. So that's why some of these farmers take these shortcuts to give antibiotics and to use these different things that, that make things grow faster. And, yeah, honestly, bottom line is it does affect some people in this country. Mm. Uh, for me, I speak from experience of being a kid brought up on whatever was fresh or whatever cost effective yes. at a farmer's market, I think I came out all right. Okay. And my body type is, of course, different than everyone's, and that's why I still stress. It's purely your preference. Okay. But there's probably about 90% of people in America who have been raised on non-organic products because this whole swing probably started about a, about a decade ago, you know, or right. it came on really strong. It's getting stronger, you know, during different times of the year, different presidents, if you want to say, different council okay. and it's kind of a pick-up, drop-off kind of thing. Yes. But, you know, but overall, I'd say preference. And overall, if you're looking for flavor, I would love to challenge some people on doing blind tasting. People tell me, you know, let's pick five veggies, five fruits, and let's put them side by side until you tell me which one tastes wow. better. Wow. That would be an interesting I, I, I mean, I don't knock either one of the five Yes, I get it. But you're saying, of course, that's a preference, and, and you're right, and I think you bring up a valid point. So many people um, fall in different financial situations, and you're right. If some parent or someone out there is very adamant about it, there's, you, you know, what, no way to knock it. But I do think it's interesting, and I've read reports, and you're probably familiar with this. You know, I think when it comes to organic, the label, right, I don't think there's any, uh, if you will, governmental regulation that says you raise yours a certain way, right? I think if, if I just walked in and said, hey, Trey, here's this apple and it's organic because I grew it in my backyard, you're taking my word for that. Is that correct from my right. understanding? Yeah. That's exactly right. There's a lot of different play on words when it comes down to that stuff. Mm, interesting. Farmers, the farmers, I know just those guys who have the farm fields with cowboy hats on anymore. Okay. This is yes. <laughs> it is a business. Hey, and speaking of that, yeah, we are putting the spotlight on food with Top Chef, of course, Trey Wilcox on Let's Talk America with your host, 
Shayna Thornton. Trey, tell me this. Obviously, your father. Uh, when it comes to kids, and uh, she's going to ninth grade, so you're probably out of uh, that segment of being an extremely picky eater. There are lots of individuals listening right now uh, all over from Brooklyn, New York, uh, to Fort Lauderdale, Florida, and they may have that two- or three-year-old who they want so desperately to try the spinach, try the broccoli, and they're saying, no, I want my hot dog, I want my pizza, I want the processed food, not knocking processed foods because they can be very tasty. I'm saying that myself personally. But if for those ones who have the kids that are so picky or, you know, they're hooked on what they want or the snacks from the movie theater, what's your advice to those parents that desperately want help and answers to get their kids on the right track of eating healthy? I think that one of the ways that I really got my daughter, Alexis, to become a little bit more open-minded is I always, always made her try anything that I put in front of her. Okay. So, kind of came down to put the foot down. I'm the parent. You're the scout. You're going to eat what I tell you. Okay. It, wasn't, it did not mean eat a whole portion. It meant if I had a plate that had some braised chicken, it had some braised, it had some sauteed uh, carrots and some mashed potatoes and one small single piece of broccoli for it. Okay. Of course, me, I'm usually a two, two veggie, two veggie serving, um, a teaspoon of carbs, and then the ample amount of protein that's supposed to be served. But I like, like I said, I gorge on veggies. I eat more veggies. I see. Just the worst thing to do is get you know full on carbs. Yes. Uh, I'm a big workout freak. I can always process plenty of protein. The more I eat, the better. But when it comes down to my to my daughter, I would make her try one piece of something usually every time we sat down, or if it was something new, or something repeated repetitively. And if she ate it, she had a deal. Wash. All you had to do, eat it. All she had to do was tell me what she don't like about it. Okay. Because wow. once you start developing a database and your kids are being open with you, and like I said, just try it. And then if you say you don't like it, which is usually like it was one of the six out of ten times she didn't like what I put on her plate. Okay. Uh, uh, it was going to be at least something that would tell me I didn't like the texture. I don't like that broccoli breaks up into little, little bitty pieces of florets, uh, you know, those little green specks on her mouth. She's like, I don't like that the beans become creamy and uh, okay. yeah. it's a little, fine, you know. Yeah, yeah. They give you that database. As long as they're being open with you, they start to employ the stuff in your mind, if you're listening as a parent, to know what it is the texture-wise they don't like, what it is color-wise they don't like, mm-hmm. what it is about what they look at. You see, does a black IP make them think of something? Okay. So that, that ended up that. Now, I only see my daughter pretty much the veggies that I know she'll eat. It's corn, carrots, broccoli, which she doesn't like now, <laughs> believe it or not. <laughs> wow. She eats it so much. And so when I'm flipping it in on her now, too, also the, the tip, mix the uh, mix the vegetables with something else that she likes. Mm. You know, the way I figured that she would eat corn and carrots together was one of the greatest things because when I do corn, all I have to do now is just dice up some carrots and I got two vegetable servings going down there. And then I can also add in another one and she never knows she's having three different Wow. Things. And that's smart. Mm-hmm. That is smart. I think, and most parents out there agree that when it comes to eating or anything really with children, you do have to get creative a lot of times. And of course, that works. And that's great advice for all the parents out there, especially for those saying, I want them to eat healthy, but all they want is that hot dog or pizza or burger. So great advice. You know, uh, tell me this it is uh, super hot um, all over uh, from Texas to South Carolina uh, to uh, New York, uh, Maryland, wherever you are right now in this country. Uh, you're likely seeing very high, dangerous numbers. You know, obviously, people love saying, I'm going to go out in the back. We're going to go to a cookout, the family reunion, Trey. We're going to go by the pool in the neighborhood, you know, community center. You know, what should people be aware of as uh, you, from your professional experience? It's summertime. We can get uh, probably, um, if you will, a little lazy of saying, hey, let me take the potato salad out, those eggs, those things. I know you said that you don't like to marinate uh, shrimp or, or fish or shellfish longer um, than two days because, I guess, of safety reasons, what should people be mindful of this summer as the temperatures continue to skyrocket and they're going out with these side dishes to these cookouts and parties? Well, if we're think, are we talking about side dishes that we're trying to be mindful of within the grill out season or just having a grill out period? I, I would say everything because you can probably want to bring the chicken to the potato salad to eggs or right or macaroni and cheese. No. I think I mean I'm in Texas and we don't we don't do it. We just don't do it during the day. I think here's the biggest thing that we do when it comes to grilling out. If you want the charcoal and it's worth it when you're cooking with charcoal. I'm sorry, I just gotta say it. It's worth it going out and grilling if you're cooking. 
cooking over charcoal. Okay. You're cooking over a gas grill, it's not worth it. <laughs> I gotta deliver the flavor that's really necessary and I'm starting to sweat. What we do in Texas is we wait for the sun to go down. And once the sun starts going down, we build a small fire and charcoal grill. Uh-huh. And so I wanna break out like I just went home with a package of chicken tonight and I blended up pineapples, okay. ginger, pineapples, ginger, jalapenos and a little bit of oil. Wow. Okay. And I dumped that over some chicken legs. Now, on Thursday, we'll probably grill out. That's usually our grill out day. Oh, yes. Um, but we wait on the sun to go down, small charcoal, hot grill, and I go out and season my chicken, and I'm going to mark it on the grill, roll it around, and then I'm going to take it and put it in the oven inside and finish that chicken in the oven. I see. Well, you so what happens at, that happens at that point is you impart the flavor that makes you feel like this is barbecue, this is a grill okay. out. Okay, charcoal. And then it's got that flavor. You know, you caramelize the skin of the outside of the leg. Yes. Roll it around, give it the char, put it in a baking dish, 400 degrees for 45 minutes, cook that chicken leg, and then you're done, and you're inside. And so that's my biggest recommendation is make things have that flavor, but go back and finish. You can finish so many proteins in the oven, and all your sides can be made inside as well. Wow. Well, everyone, listeners of Let's Talk America with your host, Shana Thornton, from coast to coast, you heard it here firsthand out of Trey Wilcox's mouth. In Texas, they just don't do it. They don't do it before the sun goes down. So I say that's smart, practical advice, Trey, right? You're saying if it's just too hot, use some common sense and say, let me hold off. Hold off or get up and do it early. Okay. So you're saying it's not worth going out there and it's sweating. And then possibly if you're talking about side dishes such as potato salad or sitting outside for an extended period of time with those foods of, of causing uh, some sort of illness, I would imagine, for those eating it. Oh, well, if you're going to set the table and you're going to actually have a grill, a grill out and you're going to eat outside, those sides need to be just kept inside. Everyone make their plate inside and yeah. go outside, sit down and eat outside. Okay. I mean, that's kind of a little bit of common sense. Yes. I don't think people... Should leave food out in, in in the sun or in the heat. Smart. Um, it's just you know who. I don't know. I, you know, for all the listeners out there, let's do some common sense here. You know, and look, no, you're right. You're right, but you know, I think sometimes good tending people, I think, and usually logical people, maybe perhaps they get sidetracked. They're saying, oh, it's the summer, we're by the pool, we're having fun, you know, bring the food outside because it's easier for the kids to just have it outside instead of tracking in and outside of the doors. And perhaps the potato salad or the devil eggs have stayed out there longer than they should have. And we've heard of these reports in the media, then all of a sudden you have a slew of family members that attended a family reunion or a gathering get sick. Keep everything inside, make your plate inside, go outside and eat. What's better than that, having the kids eating outside? So that's right. <laughs> Every parent knows that, right? No, <laughs> Every parent. Um, yeah. You have been a delight. Everything has a so much longer shelf life. Yes. Your leftovers are going to hold up for longer as a leftover. If you keep it inside, don't put it outside. Wait till want to make their plate. Okay. Keep your deviled eggs in the refrigerator. Keep your potato salad out on the counter. Whenever one eats, put it in your refrigerator. Smart. The less air that gets to it, the better. Okay. Smart advice. Uh, we may take it for granted, but just a friendly reminder from Top Chef, of course. He is a master of the culinary arena. We have the one and only Trey Wilcox with us. Trey, before you get out of here, uh, it's been a delight. I have a question for you. What's your favorite side dish to add to uh, the chicken? Because I know you love, uh, you said, uh, the breast chicken, obviously keeping it oh, healthy. Yeah. What's your side dish that's a favorite of yours? You know, it's really cool. It's really cool. It just tends a little bit on the day of the week at times. Okay. Uh, I'm a big spinach eater. I go after spinach and salty mushrooms all day long. Wow. But I feel like I've been doing good. I, I, <laughs> you're going to laugh at this. The car thing is one of the biggest things that for guys who want to stay lean and, you know, actually stay yeah. lean and mean. And the deal, it's like, you don't go out and see some match Mike, some boys ain't been eating many carbs. <laughs> <laughs> so I totally kind of mimic that. Okay. Yep. I make a deli cup of mashed potatoes. Oh, wow. Every day, I usually get one spoon of mashed potatoes with whatever side items I'm having. But my number one go-to is going to be spinach and kale, just saute with onions and garlic. Sometimes I throw some mushrooms in it. Sometimes I don't. Uh, I'm a huge raw veggie eater, so my, one of my favorite condiments is a uh, celery and cucumber salad. Mm. I mean, it, it sounds really simple, but it's just, it is. It's celery. Cucumbers, diced all the tomatoes, diced up, avocados, usually almonds, and a handful of quinoa. And, wow. I mean, I eat that next to anything. It's cold. It's cold also. Nothing's cooked. 
Okay. Cigarette, it's lime juice, lime juice, and oil. I mean, it's just super delicious. If I want it hot, I throw some jalapenos in there. Okay. And those are my two. You know, I don't either beer much or those, but if I don't have that spoon of potatoes, because I am a Texas boy, I do like my mashed potatoes. Okay. And I was trained, I've, I've trained in France before where, you know, the ratio of potatoes to butter in France, before I've been trained mostly at making mashed potatoes, yes. it's equal. It's equal. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> Enjoy it, enjoy it. <laughs> Trey, Trey Wilcox, it's been a pleasure speaking with you. Before you get out of here, you have to let us know this. Uh, so many people uh, look at television or look at the media outlets or social media and say uh, they want to be great one day. They want to be as celebrated as the one and only Trey Wilcox or Lorena Garcia. They want to uh, accomplish your goal, their lifelong dream. What is your advice to those listening in right now in Sacramento, California, that they want it to happen, it hasn't happened yet? What's your words of inspiration or what I call pearls of wisdom for those still hoping and dreaming they reach the success you have? I think the best advice is the more you know, the more you're worth. Okay. That's how it goes in this culinary industry. I think for so many industries it's like that. But this is the restaurant world and, and the, the cooking world, and things evolve constantly. New techniques, new ingredients. New trends can constantly come on to this, this culinary world that we live in. Yes. But you have to keep it on and you have to learn as much as you can. Whether it's books, whether it's one of interning for a chef who's one of your top chefs in your city, yes. will let you come in his kitchen and work for a couple of hours a day for free. Okay. You go in and you learn as much as you can. If he tell you to peel carrots in the corner for a whole hour, you better be looking around <laughs> and, and absorbing everything that you can. Yes. Ask so many questions that. You learn. You, I, that's my biggest. That's my biggest blessing is that wow. I've been fortunate enough to go spend time in some of the best restaurants around the world. Amazing. And I can tell you this: I haven't. I haven't gotten paid in probably three of them. Wow. I went and did it for free because Amazing. the more you know, the more you work. And when someone brings you on into the kitchen, all they want to know is your experience level, which is AKA what you know, okay. how much you know. Dynamic oh. advice. The more you know, and, and you're right, that's applicable not just in the culinary arts field, but no matter what you want, entertainment, if it's uh, journalism or whatever someone dreams of opening their own business, their own pastry shop, know, get to know the knowledge so when that opportunity comes, they're right on point. Right, Trey? Exactly. Do not get it off the Internet. Don't think you can download it from your smartphone. Open up a book. <laughs> go put in. Go pay the dues. Go get it in there and get your hands dirty. And I'm just serious, you know, they won't think they can get it off of their smartphone. Right. Like you are funny. My daughter, but you're right. 14 years old, she still does not have a cell phone. That's wow. What wow. Someday, okay? you're, <laughs> you're sticking to that. Before you get out of here, our listeners from all over, from coast to coast, would love to uh, connect with you. Um, I'm sure you have a website or you're out there on social media. How can they learn more about you and your services and all your greatness when it comes to culinary art skills? Or culinary all, food. All the food is culinary. You know what I mean. Oh, <laughs> that's I know what it is. Hey, I'm a company called Trey Cooking Concept. You can follow me at Trey Wilcox uh, on Twitter. Uh, my name's T-R-E. There's no Y. But Trey Wilcox, you can follow me on Twitter. I'm always giving up recipes. Um, my website is TreyWilcox.com. And I'm always all over. I mean, I travel a lot during the summertime to go do cooking, for, cooking classes for people or either knock out a private dinner in someone's home. And during the year when my school's in, I'm especially dedicated to the Dallas Metroplex where I create memorable cooking experiences in people's homes, having private dinners in their homes, cooking classes, and even doing some restaurant consulting. Wow, amazing. Thank you for all you do. Keep sharing uh, your love, your passion of food, and also your great advice. We appreciate you here at Let's Talk America with your host, Shana Thornton. Thank you for having me, Shana. A special thanks again to celebrity chef Trey Wilcox. What an amazing show segment tonight. First speaking with Lorena Garcia, the international chef Lorena Garcia, and now speaking with Trey Wilcox out of Texas. Wow, wow. Well, we feature the topics and the people you want to hear from here on Let's Talk America with your host, 
Shayna Thornton. You have to stay with us. Join us next week. If you're interested in knowing who our featured guests will be, again, check out www.letstalkamericawithshaynathornton.com. Let's Talk America with Shayna Thornton.com. Easy to remember website, okay? Do email us also if you've got specific questions or concerns. You can find uh, that email anywhere, but I'll give it to you quickly. It's Let's Talk Shayna at gmail.com. Let's Talk Shayna at gmail.com, okay? I see us and hear from us next week, same time, same place. But if you listen to Let's Talk America, you know here that we love great conversation and we love great music. And right now, we're going to feature a song titled Victorious by the one and only Atlanta-based vocalist Kazia Alford. Kazia Alford. Do enjoy uh, the song and join us again, of course, next Tuesday night. Hashtag LTA as you listen and the song takes us home, okay? See you, everyone. Stay connected and make a positive change in the world. All content original, copyright 2015 by Pageant and Thomas Enterprises, LLC. I am the salt of the earth. I am the light of the world. I am a child of God. I am enslaved to God, an expression of the life of Christ. He is my life. I am strong in the Lord. I am forgiven, redeemed, healed, delivered. I am free from all bondage, shame, and defeat. The Spirit of God lives inside of me. Made in the image of God.